is Suni Voss and I'm a staffer on The Prospector. I just wanted to preface this podcast, which is a discussion on the Democrat primary between a Biden supporter and a Sanders supporter with a little bit of context. So this was filmed on March 18th over Skype. And for one, I just wanted to apologize in advance for my subpar sound quality later on. And two, I just wanted to highlight that at the time we knew that Joe Biden is the presumptive nominee based off of the delegate count so far and all available evidence, but we still want to facilitate this discussion between the two sides and reflect on how the process has gone so far. So with that, we can just get into the discussion and I hope you enjoy. I'm just going to let everyone introduce themselves, give their name, a description of their political ideology for context, and the candidate that they support. So either of you can start. Go ahead. Well, I'm Jeffrey. I'm the online editor for uh, The Prospector. I'm a senior, um, and I'm going to, I guess, represent Sanders. I don't exactly know what that entails, but I mean, I tend to be a lot more left-leaning than Anthony. Is there any label that you identify with? Um, I think... Personally, I'm like more left-leaning than Sanders is, so I am a syndicalist. So, like, if you read something like *The Conquest of Bread* by Peter Kropotkin, or uh, something along those lines, um, I my personal ideology falls along those lines, although not as extreme. Um, it's kind of like how like high school debate kind of changes you as a person. Uh, but otherwise, I generally am have always been very leaning towards Democrat my whole life. Can you just briefly explain that term that you said earlier? Oh, yeah. So, um, okay. So to boil down, like, really simply, like, syndicalism is the idea that, like, um, it's probably impossible to, like, I guess, fundamentally change the system of, like, fundamentally change the economy it's impossible. Like violent means is not the way to go. Uh, nor is pure electoralism, which is like voting will probably do nothing. I'm a very strong advocate for unionization across most uh, industries. I'm in- generally in favor of uh, more like democratic socialist policies, like you would see in Scandinavia, um, and things like more socialist reform. I would say is probably what I'm an advocate for. So I generally agree with most of Sanders' policies, not all of them. Um, uh, I'm a bit more, like, left-leaning, like I said. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that would be capitalism with really strong social safety nets? Um, I mean, I guess, I guess it's, it's slightly different, because um, for... So, so, like, once you get deep into the literature, like, what I've basically formulated it as is that, like, capitalism is fundamentally when... Uh, the workers are not the ones who own the means of production, but rather the uh, the employ the I, I guess like the superstructure, right? The the people at the top own the means of production, which is to say the infrastructure that um, stuff is produced by. So like machinery, technology, things like that. Um, and like as a syndicalist, I tend to support um, the elimination of the system, more more rather along the lines of unions owning the actual and making the decisions so like a good example would be um from my understanding uh nueva school which is a private school up north in san mateo like their um the entire school system tends to revolve around the idea that uh, there's no like department chair or whatever but rather the teachers come together and make a more unified 
decision making body. I'm not entirely familiar with how this school works. I'm just like basing this off of what one right. of the teachers. Right. So yeah. So workers cooperatives. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, not really. I think I went off a little too much. No, that was good. Okay, Anthony. Or I just said your name, but would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Anthony. Um, I'm a senior at Cupertino High School, and I'm also an online editor for The Prospector, like Jeffrey. And today, I'll be sort of talking more about, like, I guess, Joe Biden and why I I, I support him more than Bernie Sanders. And yeah, overall, I also identify as a Democrat. Okay, so I just wanted to start by kind of talking about the fact that Bernie is not part of the Democrat Party and how he's a self-described Democrat socialist. So uh, many people see Bernie as kind of being a communist or radically left. So Jeffrey, do you want to describe and or differentiate between these political political terms and what are your thoughts on the sentiment? Yeah, um, I think in the United States, the Overton window has shifted so far to the right that like anything remotely leftist is considered a communist, which, um, okay, well, I have nothing to do with my life, right? So I, I go on like leftist forums uh, sometimes. Um, they are absolutely crazy. And a lot of them really don't like Sanders, especially if you're a communist. Because the idea behind communism is that in order to get rid of capitalism, inherently there needs to be a violent revolution. And they don't like electoral reform, which is to say, like, like voting for change or whatever, uh, right? That, that's like the hardcore communist like ideology, which personally I really don't agree with. Um, but right, a lot of communists really don't like Sanders. So I think a lot of the misconception is that in the United States... Um, I think anything remotely socialist, which is generally a broad picture painted of anything that's against capitalism, anything socialist is inherently communist or something along those lines, which is uh, not really true. So like as Bernie uh, describes himself as a democratic socialist, that means implementing like social safety nets or things like that akin to Scandinavia. Uh, I think something that's really interesting is that um, a lot of uh, actual leftists don't really consider um sanders is like one of him right like for example he tries to model a lot of his policies off of uh like nations like denmark or sweden or norway right um but like the leaders of these countries themselves don't consider themselves communists or socialists for that matter they consider themselves fundamentally capitalists but with um a sort of social safety net or like helping each individual right so sanders along those lines um so, yeah, I guess that's, like, my interpretation of what he views himself as. Okay, uh, Anthony, what do you think about this? Do you agree with Jeffrey? How do you feel about Bernie's uh, political leaning? Uh, I think that Bernie is um, a lot more far left than what you would, like, need to be to be able to succeed politically in the United States. And I also think that, like, at least in terms of his economic stances, they are um, more tied to socialism than they are tied to capitalism. Uh, I think that he focuses a lot on sort of wealth redistribution, and he feels like there is something inherently wrong with, like, really wealthy people that they exist. Um, He's always talking about how, like, 
um, it's wrong for people to have this much amount of money instead of sort of focusing on like how to raise the poor people um, out of their situation. Uh, so I think in that way, he gives off like a very socialist vibe. Uh, and then I also think that just like a lot of his policies are socialist. So like socialized healthcare, uh, he wants to provide free education and like a uh, free higher level education and reduce or completely eliminate student debt, which is basically just like giving out free money to those students who took out loans. Uh, so yeah, what I said about student debt was he just want he like part of his plan is to just completely eliminate all of those, um, all of that student debt, which I think is unfair to those people who didn't take out student loans or to people who actually paid off their student loans. Um, In terms of, yeah, I guess those are his like two main economic policies, healthcare and uh, education. I'm not too sure about what his policies are on business regulation and taxing big corporations, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Okay, thank you. So Jeffrey, do you have any response to this? Um. I think personally, I'm in favor of most of those policies. I, I think in terms of like taxation and regulation, Sanders has a lot of, I guess, good sentiment, but I don't really think he has the most specific like ideology on how to deal with that sort of stuff. I think Warren had probably the best plan to deal with um, unregulated business practices, um, but obviously she's not really contending with the race anymore. So, yeah. Um, you know, personally, I really like the idea of um, things like uh, universal health care, mostly because it simplifies the healthcare system a lot and improves quality of care generally. Um, I also don't really... Okay, student debt, I think, is a very uh, difficult issue to address because on one hand, um, yeah, it's probably unfair that people in the U.S. have to go into so much debt in order to be able to go to college. On the other hand, the fact of that U.S. colleges are so obscenely wealthy also grants, you know, most colleges in the United States a far higher standard of education, um, whatever that may mean for undergraduate students. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's my opinion on those things. Um, just to add one more thing onto this discussion while we're still on this topic. So Bernie was I don't know if the two of you watched this or heard of it, but he was on kind of a 60 minute special and he drew a lot of criticism after he praised Fidel Castro for his literacy programs, kind of like uh, authoritarian regimes do good things and should be praised for it. What are your thoughts on that, either of you? I mean, I think it's fair to say that like, okay, well, well, like obviously Castro's regime did a lot of terrible stuff, right? Um, and I really hope that Sanders will not emulate any of that. Um, but I do think that occasionally they have very good um, social uplifting programs like improving literacy, because Cuba does have one of the highest literacy rates in the, in the Western world, um, w which is arguably a good thing, right? You also have people like Thomas Sankara, who in Burkina Faso substantially improved literacy rates and uh, helped spark a really widespread um, anti-desertification program, which was really beneficial. Um, so I think it's, it, I think it's more useful that we take into account 
some of the good things that these regimes have done while you know, not instituting the bad things that they have done. Because it's possible to improve literacy, to improve the quality of education um, across the United States without having a dictatorial regime. Anthony, yeah. if at all, do you have... I was just about to say, do you have any objections? Are you fine with this type of rhetoric? Yeah, I agree with Jeffrey. Honestly, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. He, like he made sure to say that he thought that it was an authoritarian regime overall and that he did more bad things than he did good but i feel like it's fine to point out that the literacy system did work and it did um get a lot of people to start reading um which is obviously a good thing i don't think he deserved all of the lashback that he did get um but i will say that it obviously it, it wasn't a good look for him like he's already so closely tied to socialism, which is um, a very, very um, horrible label um, in the United States um, for many voters. So I think that that just it just made it worse for him. But yeah, like personally, I don't think what he said um, is anything to like get mad over. Kind of going off of that, do you think Biden's moderate position is what helped him succeed? Or do you think that there are any barriers that uh, kind of hurt Bernie? What are your thoughts on the uh, the appeal of the moderate position? Um, for uh, me personally, I oh yeah, Anthony, you go. All right. Uh, so I guess there's two things. Well, first, I think that as a moderate, like when you're actually governing, if we have a moderate in the White House versus a progressive. I think that a moderate like Joe Biden would actually be able to get more things done. Um, Like not to mention just that he's had more experience um, in the Senate and in the White House. I think that just as a moderate, um, instead of being like a purist sort of like Bernie Sanders, like I feel like for Bernie Sanders, for him, it's like his way or the highway. I feel like Joe Biden's more willing to make compromises, which means that even if there's minimal progress, there will be at least some progress. And like, that's the only way you're going to move forward. And then the other thing would just be that I think that a moderate would be more electable. And I think a lot of polls show that um, on a lot of Democrats' minds, um, their number one priority is beating Donald Trump. And they feel like that Biden would be a better pick than Bernie because he's more moderate. So he'll be able to appeal to story the moderate Democrats, independents, and moderate Republicans, uh, and which is better than Bernie Sanders, who, although, although he will have sort of a lot of turnout from younger voters, well, that is debatable because people thought that he would have yeah. a lot younger turnout, right. and then he did not have that actually come to fruition during a lot of the state primaries. Uh, but Bernie's whole case is that he'll like, he'll drive out a bunch of people who didn't vote for Hillary Clinton because they were sick of the establishment, they were sick of the status quo. Um, I think that sort of the appeal to more, uh, the centrist appeal um, will actually uh, help Democrats more than sort of driving out enthusiasm and turnout, yeah. Yeah, I I think I have to agree with Anthony here. Um, I just don't see a world anymore where Sanders can, like, if Sanders were the Democratic nominee, I think he would get absolutely demolished. Um, because, 
Okay, well, well, this debate basically comes down to base versus turnout. Um, so, like, how wide is the base versus how many people we can get to turn out? And I think, yeah, Anthony's right that Sanders' entire point was um, getting people who, like, didn't vote to vote. Um, and, like, the entire, like, thing about turnout, right? But uh, as, like, the primaries have proven, Bernie is, like, doing really badly with turnout. So I don't think that's true. So I think Biden would have a better chance at winning than Sanders does. Um, I also think that, especially for a lot of people who um, don't live in places like the Bay Area, a lot of uh, Sanders' uh, policies are just simply, like, too foreign. Like, um, I think I, I read an article where a common sentiment was people just wanted to go back to the years of Obama, um, where, like, a, a sense of normalcy, almost. Uh so I think Biden appeals to those voices a lot more heavily. And um, yeah, I think another reason why Sanders tried to emphasize more heavily on the turnout was because um, in the tw- in 2016, the primaries, um, he saw a substantial increase in turnout compared to what he has now. Uh, but I think that boils down to people just really do not like Hillary that much, probably because she's been demonized for like 20 years um, or 30 years, probably. Yeah. yeah. So it was more like in 2016, people just didn't like Hillary that much um, compared to Biden, which personally I don't, re- I, I kind of understand because like she's been in politics, she's been in like the public's eye for much longer than Biden has, I think. Um, so people have demonized her a lot more. But personally, I like Hillary more, but that's a whole other thing, issue. Uh, Jeffrey. Okay, so to- Wait, uh, I want to know about your thoughts about, like, uh, who would be more effective if they were actually in the White House, or would oh, they be yeah. around the same? Okay, so the, the Senate, I think, is going to be a pretty close race. I think it's going to come down to 51 Republican, 49 Democrat. There's five swing states that are coming up in 2020 that we're going to look for. I don't think Democrats are realistically going to be able to take back all five. Probably, like, three of them, four at most, but there's no way Democrats are going to be able to take all five swing elections. So the Senate is going to be Republican. That means that nothing's going to get done um, in Congress-wise. So policies come down to um, what you want to do with judges and uh, executive orders, and specifically with the military. What do you want to do with the military? Um, I personally like Sanders's anti-war track much better than biden's and i think mm-hmm. that um if if policy were to come down to executive orders and like federally appointed judges i personally would like sanders to be president much more because he's like he's far more closely aligned with my personal views on politics so i mean i guess like trying to push the overturn window back to the left and instead of like um, trying to meet the Republicans in the middle um, while the Republicans move back at every step, uh, rather just like digging in to like some concrete policies on the federal level to defend. Cool. Okay, so while we're on that topic, obviously Biden gets a lot of backlash because he voted for the Iraq war while Bernie didn't. Um, Anthony, I don't know your views on uh, foreign policy, but how would you like Biden's foreign policy um, as president? Uh, so 
yeah, the Iraq war was definitely a mistake. And I think that I think that Biden's stance on that vote was that looking back at it now, he knows that it was a mistake, but he did the best that he could do given the information he had done, which is why he voted for it. Uh, I do like Bernie's sort of isolationist and anti-interventionist policies. I think that's both good for the United States because we could focus more of our resources on our citizens. And um, it's good for those countries because we're not messing around in their affairs and sort of trying to impose our own, like sort of oppress them, um, like based off of like our values or what we think that country should be like. Uh, I feel like if Biden or president, I feel like he would be um, a lot better than uh, Donald Trump in terms of uh, yeah. uh, like how how we're dealing with Russia and how we're dealing with North Korea. Um, but uh, I think that Biden would also um, like not um, go more into the Middle East. He would like sort of pull out, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, what do you think, Jeffrey? <laughs> I, I think I generally agree with you. Um, uh, yeah, pretty much on all the like policy related fronts. I think I think Biden does have an edge over Sanders in that Biden has worked uh, explicitly with the White House as VP before, which meant that he had he probably has like more connections with like the uh, diplomats and things like that, which is probably helpful. Um, I don't I don't know. I think on that both of them will probably be roughly the same but i think sanders just has a better more hard line track of anti-interventionists especially in terms of like military spending and things like that um i think sanders does a lot better work in terms of just um de- like actively causing calling for decreased involvement and things like that okay so to shift the discussion a bit um a lot of people are talking about the perceived democrat establishment versus the more grassroots sector. To many people, Biden kind of represents the establishment. Um, uh, He kind of has super PACs, billionaire donors. However, it is important to note that Bernie is outspending Biden as of the last vote. But Anthony, what are your thoughts on kind of the legitimacy of Biden's success? Uh, I think that, oh shoot, Um, sorry. Yeah, I think that he, I think that a lot of people are like sort of attributing his success to the Democratic establishment more than it actually um, is due to the actions of the Democratic establishment. Um, So when people talk about the Democratic establishment, I'm pretty sure they're talking about like the officials in the DNC and how they're pulling strings to like make their candidate win. But honestly, I think that Biden won because he just he just appealed more to the Democratic base, unlike the older voters, minority voters, especially African-Americans. They just trusted Biden more, whether it's because they actually believed in his policies more or because they thought that he would be a better candidate to beat Donald Trump. Um, because of that, I feel like they just wanted to vote for him more than they wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders. And yeah, Bernie Sanders did outspend Biden by a lot. But people will say that, like, the media is a lot friendlier to Biden. So because of that, Biden doesn't need to spend his more because he sort of has that, like, 
propaganda system of the media going for him. Um, but I don't really think that the media is propping him up. I think that the media is giving them both fair coverage. But just it's just that um, like the coverage that Biden's getting is like um, it, it's it appears to be better because sort of like the support that he's getting from people and like sort of his message of beating Trump. I feel like that just resonates with people better than sort of Bernie's um, message of like we need a revolution. We need to like overthrow the capitalist system. I just feel like Biden's um, message just resonates with people more. So that's why he's doing better. Not because um, there's like people at the top pulling strings because they want him to win. Yeah, um, I, I think a common like thing that the left gets wrong is the difference between like the establishment Democrats, quote unquote, versus like just people with more moderate positions on issues. Um, I think, well, well, okay. So like, I also spend way too much time on internet forums with like Bernie supporters or whatever. <laughs> and they're always like, oh, the fucking, oh wait, I can't swear. Um, the, uh, we'll the like the establishment <laughs> out to get us or whatever, right? Um, but I think it's used like as a boogeyman. Um, so there's two sides of the issue in my opinion. Like one, I don't think the establishment is necessary out to get Bernie, like, explicitly. Um, and definitely not moderate voters, because I just, like, moderate voters don't really care. Like, most people I know are, like, vote blue no matter who, even if it's Bernie, right? Um, mm-hmm. Alternatively, though, I do think that it tends to be, like, a media... I, I do think that there is a media bias on some level, but not on purpose. I just think that people who tend to be, like, in these like higher levels of positions of power, right? Um, the, the the people who like write the scripts or whatever, or the people who uh, generally put out the articles for these media corporations, they overwhelmingly tend to be a lot less like leftist than like your average like Bernie supporter, right? So I, I think in terms of overall media coverage, there tends to be a lot more anti-Sanders. Um, like viewpoints especially but i don't think that's because of like a malicious intent although like yeah okay it might be malicious intent, but i highly doubt that it's like over like more majority malicious intent but i do think it's more just the people who tend to like have control over like what to publish they already tend to have more biden friendly views overall yeah i could okay. see that i could see that but I want to go back to one thing you said. So you were sort of talking about like the vote blue no matter what. Um, so a few, like a very vocal few, I'm sure it's not a lot, but a few Bernie supporters um, would say to sort of sit out if Biden's the nominee. Do you think that they'll actually sit out? And like, what other thoughts do you have about that, Jeffrey? Yeah, I think like the people who are threatening to sit out, like they will probably actually sit out i i get really mad whenever i see someone like that personally because it's not just about the presidency right it's about like the down ballot it's about like the positions that the president has influence over um personally from what i've seen the people who are like i'm going to sit out if like bernie isn't the nominee or whatever i think the people tend to come from like more privileged positions where like these 
like down ballot positions like don't have impact over their lives, right? Because a lot of these, a lot of the times, these are like heavily contested issues, and it's useful to have a Democrat, even if it's not like as far as like progressive as you want it to be. It's more, it's much more helpful to have a Democrat rather than Trump in the office. Because right. they're like appointing Supreme Court judges, like Ruth. Yeah, Bader. yeah, yeah, things like that. I mean, I, I personally never understood that view. Like, okay, for one thing, I'm not like an electoralist. Like, I don't think electoral reform is going to change everything. But I know for damn sure it's very important to go out and vote, um, even if it's like for Biden as opposed to Bernie. Um, right. I just tend to think that if you have the option to like choose between Biden and Trump and you don't like make a choice that tends to come from like a much more privileged position uh, than like someone who like like was really into Bernie but still voted in Biden in the general kind of connecting to that how do you think Biden's campaign compares to Hillary's 2016 campaign either of you can respond to this um I think I think it's basically run in the same way um at least up until now i okay wait so i don't know if this is entirely true or not but i was reading an article and i was talking about biden's general strategy was to focus on okay well well, this, this i know for true is that he generally wanted to focus on nevada and south carolina um definitely south carolina yeah, yeah. definitely south carolina and then go for uh super tuesday which i think um is in not as much of a conventional strategy as you would have expected, but it definitely worked. Um, I personally don't think Biden had to, like, no, like obviously, like Biden's not spending as much as we're burning, right? Because Biden doesn't need to spend as much. Like he already has innately way more support than Sanders does. Um, although in the general, I think what is very important is for Biden to focus on the Rust Belt states. Uh, which Hillary didn't do as much in 2016. Uh, uh, yeah, in the primary, I think that Biden had a lot weaker start than Hillary Clinton did. Um, and I think just like in general as a candidate, I feel like Biden is a lot less sort of like, I'll say he's less charismatic than Hillary, Hillary Clinton which which is true in some ways, but it's also not true because a lot of people just hate Hillary Clinton. But like Hillary Clinton as a speaker, I think that she was a lot more effective than Joe Biden. And like, I feel like why Joe Biden didn't have a lot of support in the beginning was because he, he makes a lot of gaffes and like his first few debate performances were pretty poor. But in the most recent debate performance between him and Bernie, um, I felt like he was a lot more articulate. Um, I'm not sure why. Maybe it was because um, the field was a lot smaller. But I feel like these days he is he's speaking a lot more better, which um, a lot of people, which makes a lot a lot of people way more comfortable. Because a lot of people think that Biden is like super old and he might have dementia. But I think <laughs> at least in recent days he's been showing that he's still like of sound mind. So I think that's like the only thing that he really needs to prove um, in these next few months. If he just shows that he's like, he's not going to mentally break down or he's not going to drop dead, I think that people will want to return to that 
sort of the normalcy that Jeffrey was talking about of the Obama-Biden years. Yeah. So you think that Biden could win against Trump? Yeah, I feel like as long as he doesn't like implode, he'll just win as default because um, a lot of people, well, Trump's biggest thing was like he's going to help the economy. Well, the economy is not looking so hot right now. Um, yep. Also, a lot of people are mad about how Trump didn't take um, sort of um, more immediate action towards the coronavirus. And we're like, we're experiencing the consequences right now. And we're going to experience the consequences for a few months later. And I feel like um, the main person that people are going to blame for um, like the effects of coronavirus on the United States, it's going to be Trump since um, all of like the uh, the like big federal decisions um, regarding what to do with coronavirus come from him. So I, okay, I, last... I think I differ with you on that. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think Trump has a very realistic shot of winning the election, um, personally. Because um, if you, like, overall, his approval is not doing as bad as you would expect. It's like 40 to 45, which isn't, like, bad for an incumbent, surprisingly. Um, like, I think Trump has, like, this knack of every, every time he, like, screws up and you think it's over for him, it's, like, never over for him. Um, right like and especially okay again i spent way too much time on the internet right but like people (laughs) who like support donald trump generally like they don't really blame him for the coronavirus stuff um like like trump's like escaping this relatively unscathed uh and i think that comes like our opinion on it comes from a position where we live in an area that's like already pretty anti-trump so, like, anything right. he does, obviously, is going to make us, like, not like him more. But in a lot of other areas, what happens is that, like, Trump does something stupid, right? Um, but then Trump supporters generally, like, try to play it off. Like, it's not a big deal. It's uh, just the flu or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And that sentiment is generally still pretty pervasive. And even if there's a lot of panic or whatever, people don't necessarily pin that on Trump, but rather on things like immigration policy or like blaming China for everything or whatever, right? So I think Trump's going to go through this unscathed. Um, what about the economic fallout from coronavirus? Do you think that'll I mean, affect? There is certainly an economic impact, but I don't think it's going to matter as much um, in the long run. I, I Like, okay, well, it is the economy, right? Like, like, that's what people vote for. But again, I don't think... Uh, coronavirus is obviously making a huge impact on the economy right now but mm-hmm. for the average person i think it wouldn't make that much of a difference right unless like a lot of your money is tied to stocks manufacturing industry or the shipping industry um even if it's like the, the service industry is like suffering a lot specifically right but i i don't think that's going to make a huge difference in whether someone likes trump or not because uh, I think the general sentiment is that even though Trump is to blame for um, everything like with coronavirus going bad, I don't think it's necessarily like people are going to turn out in droves against Trump unless it gets worse. If it gets worse, then yeah, people are going to hate Trump. But as of now, I don't there hasn't been like a substantial dip. So I'm not entirely sure. And 
And just to add context, the Fed has been putting billions back into the stock market. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that concludes. Like us checks, they might give right. every adult a thousand dollars or something. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, that concludes our podcast. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Jeffrey. Bye. listening to the prospector podcast if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to be notified when we release new episodes you can also share the podcast tell a friend and rate and review us check out our website at chsprospector.com and follow us on instagram at chsprospector thank you to everyone who made this possible and that includes ashley king for designing the covers stella g for promoting and sanat sangal for helping edit Finally, please stay safe during this quarantine.